Welcome to the Down Under Diaries, a podcast for the keen traveller or mover. Joined by me, Rosa, a teeny tiny Brit living here in Melbourne. Together on this podcast, we will chat about what life is like abroad, past challenges I faced and how you can overcome them, but also present struggles I'm currently dealing with and what we can do together to feel safe and excited about our journeys ahead. Like a diary, opportunities and difficulties unfold for me on a daily basis. So join me in figuring them out. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a very hot flaming second since I have released and recorded any episodes for the Down Under Diaries for very valid reasons over the past month. Other things have been taking up focus and I have been really prioritizing them and allowing them to kind of exist in the present moment. One of them being DJing. Uh, For the past year, I've been learning to DJ. It's been something that I've really loved progressing in and challenging my body, my mind, to do something different with the way that I work with music. And my 2023 goal was recently achieved to play five gigs this year. And last weekend, I hit my fifth gig officially in a bar slash club. And it was just such a fulfilling It has been a very fulfilling month for me on that front. But now that I've got it on the road and I'm still booking gigs regularly and it's kind of really exciting for me to see that part of my life progress, I've really been so excited to bring podcasting back into my life. So that is one reason. The other one was that I just got hit with a really bad fucking flu over the past two weeks that I had bed sweats and I've never sweated the bed before. I've never, I'm not even over-exaggerating that. I've never been in a state where I've woken up genuinely in a puddle of sweat and it was disgusting. It was disgusting. But now I am back to my normal self, my normal slaying self, ready to record another episode for you. And whilst it has been a little bit of time, I do recognize that today's episode, if you can see by the title of it, it's going to be a pretty hard hitting one to come straight back into with. However, in recent light of events in my life, in my friends' lives, and just out of pure coincidence, it's all kind of led to this episode and this topic being the best one for this week in particular. And Whilst on one end, I'm very nervous to record this. On the other end, I'm insanely excited because there is nothing more I love talking about than emotions and feelings and connecting with them in a really raw and honest way. So you can work through things in your life, even when you're at your happiest and always being mental health centered so you can live a really fulfilling life, whether you're at home or whether you're traveling currently. So yeah, today, this weekend feels like the perfect time for me to talk about this because not only am I recently having a cycle of these emotions once again, but so are my friends through recent life events and so is my family at home. So today's episode is grief, losing a loved one, how you are experiencing those emotions and how you are managing them all whilst being away from home, whether that's traveling or whether that is living more permanently here in Australia. And obviously in previous episodes have been a little bit more funny and lighthearted because, well, I'm a fucking comedian. But today we'll obviously tap into some more serious emotions that we as humans experience, but it doesn't mean to 
say that it all needs to be sad and upsetting. We can find the lighthearted aspects of grief. Me and grief are besties for lifeies. And we will work towards feeling like that, even if it's just one step closer. That means that I have made a difference to your emotions and made a difference to your headspace today. And that's all I could ask for, really. Okay, grief. It's taken me a really long time to see grief as something like a best friend. It lives inside of me and it will never leave. It's never supposed to leave because as some people say, grief is just the love that you could not share with that person that you've lost. And now it's become this weird connection in my life that sometimes and most of the time now, I just see it as something that runs along beside me, supports me, loves me, and I run with it however it needs to on that day. But sometimes it springs up on me when I least expect it. And I have a tantrum with it. <laughs> you could say that. I have an argument with it. And you kind of have to honor those phases. Some may say that grief is like riding waves up and down, up and down. And when you've lost someone very recently to you, these waves are really choppy, really high. And it feels like you're drowning in them constantly. And slowly but surely, the storm starts to ease off. And the waves are a lot less and a lot less deep. And you can ride them gently. You learn to surf. Grief has, over the past week really hit my friends' lives as well as mine. Some of my friends recently, and I'm talking within the last week or two, have reached out to me saying that they have just experienced the loss of a loved one back at home and they're here in Melbourne. They are experiencing levels of confusion, an uprise in stress, they're fearful of their future, they feel guilty and shameful of what's happened and the fact that they're not there. And it all explains this very, very well. They're dealing with a loss, but not just any old loss. It's a loss from a distance, away from their family, away from people that they know and support and love most. In reference to my own story, in February 2022, I decided to move here to Australia. And pretty much a year later was when I was told by my mum that my grandma, the last of my grandparents at all, had unfortunately passed away. And that was my first experience of grief whilst at a distance. And then just a few weeks ago, I unfortunately also lost my uncle, tragically. So grief has been very recent in my life. To add to that, this week, as I'm recording this, is also the eighth anniversary, eight years, since my dad passed away. I just feel like that recently grief has been an ongoing experience in my life. It's like as, as if I have to keep experiencing it over and over again. But like I said, I don't have the same weird and bad connection with it anymore. It's as if I need to have those arguments as and when they arise, but they don't remain forever. I just have a moment with them to discuss how I'm feeling and then I carry on as normal. And that's kind of weird for me to say, in one sense, because for eight years of my life, grief has existed in a very different way for me. In fact, it's been probably the worst thing to ever come into my life. And dad, I fucking hate you for dying on me because it really did fuck up my life for five years. I had the worst case of mental health problems. I had depression. I had anxiety. I had insomnia. I had an eating disorder. I 
tried different therapeutic methods and nothing was working and then I started journaling and meditating and somehow for fuck's sake that was the thing that healed me over time over six seven months journaling about my experiences with grief learning to love it just by writing down my feelings are you kidding me that that was it but that took me seven years to get to that point and it's so crazy to think that it took so a massive chunk of my life but it did grief this time however being away from home has been weird and different because of the distance from home in fact I think if I was at home when my grand died I don't think I would have experienced the deeper level of sadness that I did here just because I was with family I was in the environment to be able to process it all and come to terms with it better but I think since moving here I've established a new reality it's as if I've put my life in the UK on hold to be in a new reality but when things happen at home it's as if it's not happened at all it's it's as if it's like a virtual reality and I've got to somehow come to terms with a new piece of information that is so traumatic but I can't stop my life here my current routine my working life and that's what made it weird and different and I wonder whether you can relate to that as well if you are currently experiencing a loss whilst living away from the place you grew up same with my uncle passing away it was that stomach drop feeling but it had to be erased very quickly in that moment because I was at work I was sorting out the evening classes at the fitness studio that I work at and I had to put a brave face on, I really did. I couldn't be there with my family in that moment because I had other pressing matters and that sucked ass. That sucks ass. Because I probably could have prioritized other things in that moment, but I, I couldn't because you get stuck in the reality where you're at. And this is why we're talking about this topic because it's such a niche thing that you may experience if you're unfortunate enough when you're traveling to experience it. I think it's something that we shouldn't be scared of. It's not taboo. It's an open discussion and I'm I'm fully fucking here for you. And obviously if this episode makes you cry or triggers something in your mind to reflect on a personal experience, then honestly I encourage it because it means that you're not bottling up an emotion you're not bottling up anything that's in your mind you're allowing it to release and come out in whatever way shape or form that it needs to obviously as well I'm no licensed grief therapist or psychologist so even when I'm describing my story or advice to you please don't take that as if I am qualified the only really connection that I can have to that is that this was my dissertation this was my final university project I almost used my uni project as a way to uh, process my grief and it was about how exercise and other therapeutic techniques can help manage emotions of grief and it was so interesting I cannot even fathom I cannot even express my actual love for the role of grief in our lives and I just cannot wait to really delve into this with you the longer you are away from home the more at risk you are of things changing or evolving at home whilst you're not there. AKA, these could be positive or negative things. Positive things could be weddings, engagement 
parties, birth announcements. Don't we hate all of those right now? Why? And this is no, like, don't take this personally if you are one of my friends that has recently been engaged. But what is in the air? Like, what is in the air at home, at here? There are engagements coming out left, right and fucking centre. And it's, what is it? I, there's also birth announcements and it's all with people that are very similar ages to me and I'm just like the fuck is that what is what is in the horny air of yours like people are getting down and dirty like all my days anyways those are some positive things that come out of uh things changing whilst you're away from home and that's things to celebrate and be grateful for and things to celebrate maybe when you go back home and see these friends after a while but of course they can exist as negative things maybe a family member's health has just recently taken a turn maybe there was an accident in your family and you're not there to support them or talk them through that process and of course losing a loved one when you are not even aware of it maybe it happened so suddenly that you never even predicted it to happen in your life but it did grief exists in our life always it's not just when you lose someone that you love it's when you go through a breakup in a relationship you lose that someone in your life right you may disconnect from them forever you may never reach out to them it's a breakup of a friendship that you've had for years it's moving to a different country it's moving to a different school it's starting uni it's ending uni grief exists in our life forever whenever we decide to change something or when something has been changed for us some know grief as this five-stage process denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and some even add two more stages to this including reconstruction and working through the event itself and then hope for the future that life will turn out to be better than what it already feels like right now Some may experience that entire process one by one, as natural as that happens. (laughs) And that is sarcasm, by the way, because it doesn't happen like that. It's so complex and it's so unique and individual. No one else will experience grief like you do. For me, when I lost my dad, the day after I went straight to acceptance. I had to learn to live with it straight away. But there was a lot of underlying depression and there was a lot of denial in the first few instances but it was pretty much just depression and acceptance both at the same time until I learned to find hope within this whole experience. Every single person's experience of grief is very different, unique and individual to you and you should own the way that you feel with this. In relation to travel and in relation to my own story, my family told me about my nan over the phone, over a video call. And my first few feelings were, it was just a sigh. It was just a, oh no, sigh. Like a, oh shit, I thought this would happen and it has happened. And now I don't know what to do. I was very confused. The next feeling was thinking how I was going to get home because at the end of the day, I didn't want to miss the funeral. I felt like I needed some closure on it. At that time, I felt like I wanted that level of closure and going home. And this was in fact going to be the decision that ended up triggering all of my grief, this deep, intense level of sadness because in the end, I didn't go home for the funeral. In fact, my mum made the decision for me to not fly home. She said in her words that maybe this would be a better 
trip if I saved my money and flew home on my own accord so I could see people with this overarching happiness and release of I guess grief rather than just sadness and being fueled by sadness to get on a plane however obviously that was my decision and our family's collective decision doesn't mean whether it was right or wrong we just made a decision so don't think that if you lose someone that you can't fly home as my best friend says here, Solomon, he says that if something ever happens at home and you're here in Australia, it really is just a 24-hour flight. Like, give or take, obviously, but it's just 24 hours away. You're a day away from going and seeing your family. It's that simple. So whilst you can really fear how the, the, the distance and fear the fact that you can't go home, if you have the access to money and your financials and maybe your family want to support you, then... It's a really simple, easy, catch a flight, book it ASAP, get yourself home, you're there with your family. But obviously in my experience when mum and I decided that I shouldn't fly home, I felt incredibly guilty. I felt ashamed in myself that I would put myself first in this situation of my nan's death. The fact that I would continue to live my life here whilst my family are mourning and at a funeral at home, I felt stupid. I felt like an idiot for putting myself first in this phase. But I forgot that taking this time off would potentially affect my financial stability here. It may even affect my ability to stay in Australia. And it was those thoughts that really made my grief worse because I had to think about other steps in my life and how this whole process and this whole event would fit around my life. What a stupid thing to say about grief, right? You'd think that you would be able to drop everything and run, but for some reason I couldn't. And it's so complicated that there's no right or wrong answer to the way in which you're going to grieve someone's loss. There is, and I will say this again, no right or wrong way to grieve the loss of a loved one. And there are many, many ways to express your love and support for that person and how much time you shared with them in your life, even if you can't be there physically at a funeral. But I guess that is my first piece of advice to you. And that is, you may feel guilt And you will feel a certain level of shame for moving away from home and then suddenly this happening and you're not there to support your family in that very moment. But that is not your fault. This whole situation is not your fault. You have decided to move away, to try something new in your life, to pursue happiness, to pursue your passion of travel. You cannot avoid the unavoidable. So feeling guilt and shame is valid. You're allowed to feel this, but don't weigh yourself down by feeling that you are a bad person for deciding to not fly home. It is okay, whatever decision you make. And that leads very easily into the wonderful experience of virtual funerals and this is something that I actually am not going to dwell on for that long 
and I'm not going to patronise you with either because let's fucking face it, we've just spent two, three years living through a pandemic where a lot of us have had to experience virtual funerals. In fact, some of us didn't even get to have a funeral for one of our closest loved ones because we lost them to COVID or we lost them for other reasons. But because of the regulations, we just couldn't be there. And it's such a batshit crazy thing to go through, right? Like it feels like forever ago since that happened. Yet now virtual funerals are a thing and it's mad that you can do that. But I am so fucking grateful that I was able to not only see my nan's funeral online, but I also got to see clips of my uncle's funeral as well. Now, really, all I'm going to say on the virtual funeral front was being here in Australia and then tuning into my nan's funeral was just a bizarre experience. And if you do end up going down that route, I would love to have a chat with you about your experience of it. Because for me, it was just a combination of deep sadness, bizarreness and a little bit of humour. And I will explain why. But seeing all of my friends and family on a screen in real time say my name and say that I couldn't make it or I wasn't there and I was tuning in from a webcam felt as if I was a ghost. I felt like I wasn't alive, like I was on a different planet living a different reality in 2050. It was really, really confusing, but on no one's fault. And I guess the humorous part of this whole thing came from the end of the funeral where my friends and family were listening to this deep emotional synthy music as they were saying goodbyes to my nan I was saying goodbyes from my bedroom bawling my eyes out because it was obviously a very emotional process not being there with my family and it was getting so intense everybody was crying I was crying blah 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 and then boom everything just stops the video recording stops my virtual funeral was cut off. The time slot, done. They had another funeral after that. Another person had died. They had to move on and prep for the next one. That was so gut-wrenching in a really funny way because I was so in my feels and then suddenly I had to win that. Like, bye, done. You're done and dusted. Go back to sleep. And it was... I just found that hilarious. I had a little bit of a giggle to myself. And remember, it is fine... It is absolutely fine to find the light-hearted aspects of grief. In fact, it is very heartwarming. It is very mature to see life as more than just all of the sadness that comes with losing people. You can celebrate their lives and you can find funny moments in the deepest pits of sadness. So I guess to conclude my story on this one and offer another piece of advice to you is that whilst you can try and predict the future, predict maybe the next loss of a loved one that is going to come into your life, you can't, you won't and you shouldn't because that is literally making yourself suffer through emotions that you don't even need to be experiencing at this point. If you are currently grieving the loss of a loved one give yourself some slack living away from home whilst this is happening is a deeply emotional process and you are allowed to feel anything or not feel anything remember grief is the unique individual set of emotions that is laid out for you 
because no one else is going to experience grief like you. So you can own this process and learn to build a relationship with grief. Learn to have the tantrums and the arguments with it as well as learn to hold its hand and say, hey, we can be friends now. We can learn to celebrate that person's life, right? And then it gets more and more beautiful. Anyways, now rather than just talk about my personal story of grief whilst traveling, I really wanted to get someone else on the podcast to further validate your emotions and feelings with grief. And I'm just so excited to have her on today's episode. This is Tuesday. Tuesday is my best friend here in Melbourne. She's actually from Devon, the same county that I am from, and we met whilst being out here. It was like our souls aligned. We have unfortunately, but fortunately, ridden the grief wave together very recently. Her story is that her brother passed away last year, very suddenly, while she was living here in Melbourne. Then within a two, three week period, she booked flights. She flew all the way home for her brother's funeral, had to deal with those emotions and then fly all the way back here to continue on her journey traveling around Australia. I think her story is so emotive, is so connecting. And I really hope you take her advice at the end to help you with your journey too. When I first got told about the loss of my brother, it was very strange. I felt very numb. It doesn't it doesn't feel real, like, at all. Which is, you know, you get the same feeling when you're back home with your family and you lose someone. But it's even, it's even more apparent that it isn't real. Well, that's how I felt, almost, anyway. You just get a phone call, or a video call, or a text message. In this instance, it was a video call from my mum. Um, and then she told me that Daniel passed away, and... Being nine hours ahead as well is very strange. So I just finished work. It was about midnight and she rang and she just said it so like unfazed. Oh, just, you know, this happened. And you don't like it didn't. It took a while for me to click on what was going on, to be honest. We still had like a 20 minute conversation about it all um, over the phone. But I don't know, it just didn't didn't feel real. And then when my nan passed away within... 35 days of my brother passing it was just almost as if it was like a oh yeah okay cool you know I've just had to deal with all the emotions and difficulties of my brother passing so when my nan passed it was more accepting rather than grieving I suppose like I'm I'm still grieving and with Daniel as well but when nan passed it was yeah it was very strange it was just more accepting and, oh yeah, okay. Being in a different country, it has made the experience completely different. Oh, 100%. But it doesn't make it any less real. It's just a different way of dealing with it, I suppose. Because, you know, I didn't have my family around me as much or at all. It was always a phone call away or me worrying about how my mum is because it was her son and her mum you know so yeah just a lot of worry and suppressing of emotions I feel because I didn't get to properly grieve with my family like yes I did go back to the for the funeral and everything and I had two weeks but it was only two weeks and then after that it's like yep okay cool done tick I've done that let's go back and carry on doing my life and I think if it was I was back in the UK when it happened or even if I stayed in the UK after the funeral, I think my grief would have manifested in a different way. 
I've definitely learnt a few things, um, which I guess is a blessing and a curse, I suppose. I would definitely say that you are a lot stronger than you think you are. How you handle your emotions, how you choose to continue your life after such a loss. Me personally, I definitely did suppress a lot of emotions and things. And now I'm coming to realise that probably wasn't the best idea. Um, I am now... You know, I'm going to therapy and we are discussing Daniel and as well as other topics. And yeah, grief is grief is a weird one. It's not from A to B. You have to go A to Z and you have to go through all the loops and all the all the forests and all the beaches. And I would definitely recommend a journal or um, having someone or something that you can communicate with that allows you to just be open and communicate with so you know you can do voice notes I suppose to yourself and email them and then you can listen them back or if you have a good support system I would definitely recommend reaching out to people because you'll be surprised that strangers have grief too they may not be exactly the same so in my instance my brother and my nan they may not have lost a brother and a nan but they could have lost a sister or a mum or you know a child or something and they can sympathise and give advice, which is what you definitely need in those times. And being abroad, it's a lot lonelier, um, but it doesn't have to be. There are groups, there are forums, there are people around you, whether you're introverted or extroverted, you know, that will be able to support you in doing these things. It's just a weird experience doing it. I want to thank Tuesday for being so open and honest with me and with you sharing her story of grief and as well her advice to you. I really hope this has been a helpful episode and just to round this up this is everything that I think you need to know if you are currently experiencing the loss of a loved one whilst living away from home. I know I've already said this but I'm going to really hone this down on you. You cannot predict the future. You can't predict what life outcomes come your way, nor can you prepare yourself for them. So if you are currently at home and you've not decided to travel yet, or maybe this is the thing that is holding you back from making maybe the best decision of your life to go and travel long term, or take on a job in a different country, but you're holding back because you're scared of what happens if you lose someone close to you. You can't predict that, nor should you, because you will continue living through this state of suffering. If your present moment is safe and well, then act for the present and deal with the situations as and when they arise. You can't avoid what the timeline is going to be for you. The second thing is you need to honour the intensity of the grief that you may feel. You need to allow yourself to cry over the phone to your family, talk with your friends here. The grief may be smaller than expected or it may absolutely demolish you and it is allowed to be however it wants to show up in your mind, in your body, in your soul. Honour that and cope with the intensity through a good support network, through being alone with yourself through carrying on in your reality here and finding moments of positivity and happiness in your day and learn to celebrate their life even if you're not there physically. 
Tuesday mentioned this point and I'm going to absolutely back this one up, but the right support group here will make you feel like you have family to grieve with, even far away from home. What I mean by that is I have an Australian family. It's like I have best friends here that I've told everything to them already. And I know that in times of heartbreak, turmoil, that they are ready for me to talk to them and I'm ready to be supported by them. I am one of those people that in the past I have grieved alone and I don't see any problem in that. In fact, often I have healed myself very well by grieving alone and journaling and meditating and processing my feelings by myself. However, reach out to people when you are traveling alone or traveling solo. Reach out and find friends that you can connect with that can support you during this time. I promise you, when you are traveling, you will find more internationals than you may find residents of the country. In fact, nearly all of my friends here are international, which makes this so much easier because they can empathize with how I feel and how they may be feeling as well. And I guess last thing on this is that if you have already experienced grief before and this time whilst traveling or whilst living away from home, it's just different and you're a bit nervous and scared and you've not experienced these waves of grief before, maybe it's showing up as confusion this time or like I said, showing up as guilt this time, allow it to be different. Allow it to be something new that you've not experienced before that you can figure out from. This is just new life experiences. No one is more susceptible or less susceptible to losing a loved one. Shit just happens. But this is an experience for you to learn something new about yourself, about how strong you actually are, about how capable you actually are at grieving, grieving healthily, grieving intensely, loving someone and appreciating everything that they've done for your life just from a distance. I would like to dedicate this episode to my nan, to my uncle and to my dad who all in recent times have been in my mind in the most loving and caring and appreciative way. I've learned so much about these new experiences of grief, these new waves of grief that I realise that I'm a lot stronger than I may think. I'd also like to dedicate this episode to Tuesday. Girl, I love you so much and I cannot wait to see you when you get back to freaking Melby Melby's. Look after yourself and... Remember from me to you, however you are experiencing grief right now, whether you have a recent loss or whether you don't, I love you. I support you. I've got your back. You are not alone in these feelings. And you can reach out to Down Under Diaries. You can reach out to my Instagram if you ever need to vent off feelings. Your feelings are valid. Never, ever put them down. Never be ashamed of feeling about a certain thing. I got you. I'll see you next time.